With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WFLA on the free iHeartRadio app. Now, back to the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Joining me now here on the Ryan Gorman Show, I have confirmed survivor of serial killer Ted Bundy and author of A Light in the Dark, Surviving More Than Ted Bundy. Kathy Kleiner Rubin is with me. Kathy, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come on the show to talk about this riveting book. And I think it's really interesting because you point out this narrative about Ted Bundy as a handsome, good-looking serial killer who charmed his victims. And you challenge that narrative based on your specific situation, your experience. Take us back to January of 1978. And if you don't mind, step us through what transpired that night. It was um, on the 14th of January. It was a Saturday. I had gone to a wedding and decided to go home afterwards and study for a calculus test. So I went home rather early and got into bed and studied. And around 11.30, my roommate and I decided to go to sleep. So we turned off the lights and went to bed. Sometime in the morning, it was real early. It turned out to be about 3 in the morning. I heard a noise. And it was our bedroom door swishing over the carpet. And it woke me up a little bit because I didn't realize what the sound was. And the next thing I hear was this big crash. Someone had stepped across our little footlocker that we had between our beds, my twin bed and my roommate's bed. And I heard this loud noise, and I woke woke up better, and I looked, and I could see the figure of someone standing next to me. I didn't know what it was or who it was because it was really dark in the room, but I did have a chance to see him raise his arm up over his head, and he had something in his arm, in his hand that um, stuck out. And the next thing I know, that was a piece of lock that he had picked up outside the sorority house. He hit me so hard with that piece of wood that it shattered my cheek right open. I broke my jaw in three places. My chin was shattered, and I had almost bit my tongue off, which was a horrifying feeling. And um, so I was laying there in my bed, bleeding. I could feel my face. And it was hot and sticky with blood. So my roommate heard him and started to move around in her bed. And he went across to, to kill her, to hit her with the same old club mm. that he attacked me with. He attacked her and then he heard me awake and alive. And Bundy didn't like to leave anyone alive, none of his victims. So he came back over to my side of the room and lift his hand again to hit me. Meanwhile, I'm in this little bitty ball, as small as I could make myself. And I thought if he couldn't see me, he wouldn't hit me. But he raised his hand up over his head. And just then, there was a bright light that shone into our bedroom. We were on the second floor of the sorority house, and we faced the back where the parking lot was. This bright light shone up in our room, and I could see very clearly this person who was dressed in dark clothes was had his in his hand the oak club that he was hitting us with. 
he got spooked. He kind of jumped back and forth and he ran out the front door of my room. And as he did, the room got dark again and it was pitch black. And I'm still laying there in a little ball, making myself small and squinching my eyes. So I just knew he was coming back and I just knew he was going to kill me this time. And a few minutes went by and my roommate got up and walked out into the hallway and saw some sorority sisters. And they walked her back into our bedroom, turned on the light, and saw me in the little ball wailing. And I was trying to scream and ask for help, but all I was doing was making gurgling sounds because how bad my, my shell, jaw was shattered and my face was cut. So that, that night, and that started my hair, terrible experience. What happened in the days and weeks after that? I can only imagine the trauma that resulted from that attack. When I was attacked, I was actually taken to uh, Tallahassee Memorial Hospital. My jaw was wired shut as best as they could. They did um, surgery on my cheek, and they can't fix the tongue. It was swollen and just hanging off my, my tongue, but it had to heal by itself. So that was very hard to, to difficult to communicate with my mouth or talking at all. So I was sent to um, where I was lived with my parents in uh, South Miami. They took me there to recuperate and to recover. And for it seemed like forever, my jaw was wired shut. It was actually nine weeks of it being wired shut. And the physical heal, uh, wounds started to heal. But I had some emotional things I had to work out. Right. And one of the things was I was um, afraid and I couldn't see anything but this dark uh, mass behind me, like a shawl, a black shawl around me. And I didn't want to live like this. None of the times that I've been in trauma or um, had any bad experiences, I knew I was going to get through it. It's just my not my personality to stay in a room locked up. So as I saw this black thing behind me, I saw in the very far distance, a little island. It had one palm tree and one little sand, sand chair. And I took baby steps. It took me a long time, little baby steps daily. And as I walked toward the island, I looked behind me, and this black mass was a little further behind me. And I took baby steps until I reached my island. I sat in the chair and put my toes in the sand, and I looked. And this black mass was completely gone. I couldn't see it, and I knew that it wasn't coming back. We're joined by Kathy Kleiner-Rubin, author of A Light in the Dark, Surviving More Than Ted Bundy. Did you know at the time in the aftermath of that attack that it was potentially a serial killer who had come into your home and committed those murders and attacked you? No, I did not. I was a sophomore in high school. I was more uh, interested in frat parties and going to school and my friends and being a sorority sister. I had no clue. If you had said it was Ted Bundy, I had no clue who he was. I did not know that he has escaped from Colorado from jail and that he traveled across the country to get down to Tallahassee. FSU was a college town, and Bundy thought he could blend in and just be a college student until he could kill again. So, no, I did not know who he was, what he was, until a couple of weeks later when he was caught leaving the state of Florida, driving out of Pensacola, 
and he was actually stopped on a traffic violation. Kathy Kleiner-Rubin, a survivor of serial killer Ted Bundy and author of the new book, A Light in the Dark, Surviving More Than Ted Bundy. Kathy, I want to thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come on the show and share all of that. And best of luck with the book. A tremendous read. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. The Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ryan Gorman Show and find us online at RyanGormanShow.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.